Hello and welcome to Connect FCS Ed Podcast, where we talk about family and consumer sciences education. Each episode is geared to recruit, support, and retain the professional FCS educator. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I want to help boldly celebrate families and careers with you. Hi, and welcome back to Connect FCS Ed. Thank you so much for listening. Today with me, I have two amazing, outstanding educators from the California area. They both teach fashion and interior design. We have Mindy Trisco and Leah Bratcher. They are just doing amazing things when it comes to Zooming to share fashion and interior design. So, Welcome, ladies. I'm glad you're here and taking the time. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for having us. Yeah. So I guess, so now I have two of you. So let's, okay, by alphabet, Leah, (laughs) tell me, tell us about yourself. Well, I've been teaching family and consumer science. This is my 21st year. I've taught, I'm sure, well over 20 different subjects in all of those years. I feel like I continually getting you know, asked to teach another new class. I, this year, got the job of being industry sector lead person for family and consumer science for California CTE online. And I've done a number of different jobs as I've gone through the years in teaching. But I started in the fashion industry. I worked for a company called Billabong. And I was talking to a friend and she says, you know, you really should be a teacher. And so I thought I'd teach fashion. And so kind of a long story short, here I am. But I, oddly enough, my first year of college was teaching interior design. (laughs) And so now I'm kind of swinging the pendulum, swinging back again to interior design. So it's kind of funny, all the different background jobs and schooling that I have that this is what I'm doing today. Great. And Mindy, what about for you? Yeah, you know, Leah, we've been working together for a while, and I did not know that we had really similar backgrounds. <laughs> so I've, I've been teaching for, this is my 10th year. I currently teach fashion design and marketing. I have three levels of it. And then in the afternoon, I teach a class, Individual Family Life. And then in the spring, it's on your own. Like Leah, I've taught, you know, child development. I taught health for years. But I came from the fashion industry. So I graduated with a degree in apparel design. And then I went to New York and I worked for some pretty awesome designers out there. And then I discovered I would, my high school fashion teacher, I went back to Illinois where I grew up and I went to say hi to her. And she was a principal and showed me around my old high school. And she's like, well, you're leaving? She's like, I, I thought you came to apply for the fashion teacher job. And I'm like, I'm not a teacher. You're crazy. And so she's like, I thought, I always thought that you should go into teaching. You'd be great. So, you know, here I am 10 years later teaching. And, but I get to combine both, right? This love of fashion and teaching. So it's, it's worked out really well. That is really exciting. So you're both in California, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. And so how I met you was that uh, you put out a 
just like an all call on the Family Consumer Sciences Facebook page talking about collaboration with interior design. Was it the Family Consumer Sciences Facebook page or was it the interior design page? I, I, I can't quite remember. Wasn't where. it the fashion one, Mindy? Didn't you put it on the FCS fashion? Um, yeah, I posted on the fashion one and then I think we have posted on the interior page too. Okay. Yeah, and that's how I signed up for it because I'm like, yes, we need more of this. I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) I think, yeah, only being four years into it and not having any actual background in, for me, interior design or sewing and fashion. Gosh, I I can tell you my first year teaching, I was thrown in and... It was the blind leading the blind for sewing and fashion. (laughs) But I have to say, I'm so grateful. We had a community member that came in every single day. That was, that was her purpose, her passion. She loves sewing and she was a professional seamstress and she came in and she taught, she taught the, she taught the class. I was like, I'm just going to be back here and I'm going to watch and I will try to help out the best that I can. Wow. What a gift. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was a true, true gift. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think what you gals are doing is really amazing. So how did you guys come up with the fashion and interior you know, collaboration? It was there. So there was another teacher. I don't remember her name right now, but she was leading a call for all FCS teachers and she's, she's somewhere on the East coast and it was an online collaboration. And so she had started this online PLC for FCS teachers. Cause she's like, I have to collaborate with somebody, but there's no one in my district who teaches what I teach. I'm like, I, we know just what that's like. So I got on the call and it was super beneficial teachers from all over the United States. However, it was like 90% culinary. And I'm like, I don't teach culinary. Like this doesn't really help me at all. And then, and it was right before COVID happened that I was on one of these calls and then COVID happened. And I'm like, we need something like we like fashion teachers and interior, especially there isn't really a lot of professional development for our subject. There isn't, there's almost no collaboration. There are no other fashion teachers in my district. There's like maybe, so my high school is in Santa Clara, which is in the Bay area, right in the middle of California. There's maybe, I think like five to eight other teachers in the entire Bay area of 8 million people that like teach fashion. So there's just super limited possibility. So, you know, I talked to Leah, Leah started a call for California and I had started one for the nation and we're like, we really need to join forces. So now we just do it for everybody. And I, so hearing your backstory on that, it's Alicia Wadomsky. Yes, 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 yes. And her call is great. I just, my own selfish reasons, I just wanted purely fashion. Like that was all Mm -hmm. I wanted. I don't, so. that's not, that's not selfish by any means. And I've actually, I've interviewed Alicia and I've gone to a couple of her calls that she does every month and uh, I love them. But yeah, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right when it comes to not really having any PD when it comes to sewing fashion or interiors. So yes, your drive, your purpose, your mission, it is so needed, <laughs> so needed. 
<laughs> and I went, I, gosh, was it your, uh, was it the October t- uh, 8th call that was just the most recent? Yes. yes. And how often are you ladies putting it on? Well, we started, I think, a couple months back already. And we started every week because we were trying to figure out, or I think maybe we started every other week. And then we went to every week thinking, we need to prepare for the school year. We were thinking both with FCCLA and with our subject matter, how are we going to teach what we normally do hands-on in a classroom via Zoom, since we all knew we were going to be online, right? How are we going to do this? So we started collaborating early and trying to share ideas and files and lessons. So we were doing this every week. And then now that one school has started, I think people, we were both, Mindy and I both kind of were talking early on, like maybe we should do this every other week because people are busy. And because we are nationwide, we do it later in the evening on a Thursday night. But people back east, you know, they're getting off the call like at 930 at night. And for some of them, that's really like Thursday is my tired day of the week. You know, that's kind of late and that's hard. So we've noticed our numbers are not as big right now. But I think we feel like we've helped a lot of teachers kind of just get ready. And now we're trying to maintain twice a month, I think, hopefully to just, you know, continue to ask questions continue to share lessons, continue to, you know, share ideas and concepts and ideas, the whole gamut, right? Because I think we still need each other. So I'm comfortable doing, you know, twice a month. And we could, and Mindy sent out a survey and we did get some feedback from a lot of the people that are on the calls. And they said basically the same thing. They thought, you know, twice a month was sufficient. No, I love that. And, um, Gosh, well, the person the you had a couple of amazing people on the call that I was able to actually attend for the first time because it's been it's been a joy trying to pivot in all the different directions that our lives are going in right now. But you had on an a professional uh, designer, fashion designer, on the call, and that was really exciting to hear her backstory and. Oh gosh, what what was she? She's a stylist? That's what she was or is, I should say. Is yeah. she his daughter? Yeah. 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 So we we try to have maybe not every call, but it's kind of almost been every call. We try to have an industry interview. So yeah, we've had, let's see, a fashion stylist. We had Dahlia Designs, a super, super high-end luxury, really wonderful, heartfelt interior designer, like major big deal interior designer. We had a, she was in charge of the entire children's division, a woman from Stitch Fix. Who else we've had? I've had numerous students like that are working in the industry now. Somebody at Volcom, somebody worked for Aeropostale clothing company. We've had some other fashion buyers. Mm -hmm. Variety of, of, Oh, my, my, uh, friend who's an interior designer in Colorado right now. Yeah. So yeah. And, so the, and we always try to record the calls too. So I know some of the teachers have played the industry interviews in their classes. So that's been a nice, you know, a nice, a nice thing as well, that it's not just information for us, but hopefully we get to pass it along to our students too. 
Well, I'm taking down notes that I'm going to want your contacts so that they can come on to this podcast because sharing as much wealth as we can, the better off we're all going to be. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. So I guess, so Zooming, how have you been doing with Zooming and for your own classes? Are you ladies teaching virtually or are you hybrid or high flex? Gosh, all any of the acronyms above? <laughs> I am virtual right now. Our, our entire district has been virtual, but we're, we're scheduled. Not sure what's going to happen, but we're scheduled right now to go back November 3rd hybrid. So half of the kids one day, half kids the other, which technically means I'll see my students one day a week in person for about 72 minutes, I think it is. The rest of the time, everybody's going to be online. And some students have opted to be online, you know, all year, like they won't come in at all. But the kids would be on campus two days a week. And that starts in November. So I have been zooming with my students. And it's, the learning curve. It's interesting. Sometimes I feel like, yeah, that went really well. And other days I go, oh, shucks, maybe I wish I could have done this, or maybe that would have worked out better. Answering questions I'm finding is getting those clarifying questions, either from me asking my students to clarify, to ask their questions, or, or me even not giving clear enough instructions to them. And they're asking for, to, for questions. But right now, I think what we're doing sadly works better than when we go back hybrid because then I'm working with three different sets of kids, ones that come in once a week, ones that, well, all of them would either, most of them would come back once a week and some that I'll never see. And so trying to figure out how I'm going to teach them all is going to be much more of a challenge when that happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we so likely our our whole district is virtual. The high schools were K through twelve districts, so our high schools and middle schools are all virtual for all of fall. They just made that executive decision. But elementary, they're you know looking at coming back. They said October fifteenth, which is today, so they're reevaluating sending out surveys. But yeah, so we've you know completely online. We, you know, it's been interesting because. You know, the kids, if if I get to see them in the spring, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to know you in the hallway. Like, I don't, you know, like I see your face for a little bit, but it's maybe it's dark or shadowy. So like I, you know, I'm, I'm building connections because I know their names and I see their work. But, you know, obviously that has been a super hard part of it. But, you know, I will say getting to teach fashion online, first of all, 60% of my curriculum is gone. It's just trash. Like there's no sewing machines. I can't even, there's no way my school is going to let me check out an $1,100 sewing machine anyway. So that's just out the door. That was minimum 60% of my semester. So, you know, it really just forced me. What is the saying? Necessity is the mother of innovation. And so it's like, all right, what, you know, that's what teachers do. Like, you know, in the moment figured out, but I will say I've been doing a lot more teaching about marketing, teaching about business, teaching about like how to be a buyer, identifying your customer. We're doing garment descriptions. We're doing mood boards, diving much deeper into elements, principles of design. So 
there's a lot of other really cool stuff about the fashion industry that I've been wanting to do. And I never had time because the sewing took up so much time. And I love sewing. My background's in sewing. But like in that aspect, it's actually been really great. And I like, I think the kids are still really enjoying it. I don't know if it's been the same for you, Leah, but it's been kind of positive. Now that's really exciting to hear that because I'm having, so today actually, (laughs) it was, so I, today I'm virtual. I'm a virtual teacher right now. And just like you, K through 12, it's been in my kids district. The elementary kids are slated to go back, I think, November 9th, I believe, or the 12th, somewhere in there. And then high school, middle school, I think is slated for um, January, possibly, because they are wanting to bring the younger kids in. And for me, we're, uh, since I teach at a neighboring district, it's interesting, we're, we're still trying to find that balance because the union is involved heavily in making, helping make decisions and delaying decisions and all of that. So who knows where, what's going to happen. But for Leah, gosh, my, I, my hat is off to you. Best of luck. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need it. And please come back and uh, tell us how it's going. Okay. <laughs> yep. uh, I might I, need therapy about that time. So I'll need, yeah. I'll need to talk it out, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Holy cow. Well, well, yeah, no, that's, that. it's scary. And for me, I've, I've, I'm really intimidated by going back to a hybrid high flex um, classroom, just like what you're talking about, you know, three various, I guess, overlaps. And then on top of that, you're going to have IEP students who you're going to have to figure out. You know, there's just so many different layers that are involved in this and especially when we teach multiple classes and how we're going to be juggling this because I don't know about you but I pride in trying to have some perfection in some organization and I don't feel like I will be nearly as successful and I will probably have mental breakdowns (laughs) but that that's yeah that's where Ah, I'm scared for you, but you're going to do an amazing job, and I believe in you, and you can do it. (laughs) Well, it's not like there's a choice, right? Like, that's, you know, what we do as teachers, as Mindy said, you you do what you must, you do what you need, and you just keep fighting on. You just, you've got to plow through it. I'm, I'm, my family is farm family. We're all farmers back, and so you just do it. You don't sit and feel and worry and feel sorry for yourself. You just do it. So (laughs) it may not be perfect. And I'm trying to give myself that, that, uh, little bit of forgiveness that it's not going to be perfect or that I'm not going to be stellar at every little part. And when I have five preps, every single class is something different and trying to keep up with that. Like I'm catching myself just almost stumbling, trying to catch up with myself. Right. I just know it's going to be what it's going to be. And I can only do the best that I can do, but I'm just going to do it. I'm going to pull out the Nike and just do it. 
as, as you're saying that, I'm I'm thinking of the the Nike slogan and the <laughs> and say you know just do it and then FCS. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it it may not be a thrill. It may not be perfect every day. It may not even be great, honestly. Right. Um, but I'm going to do what I can do. And I'm going to keep teaching like I do via, you know, this little hole on my computer. And, mm-hmm. and, and I will get to see kids a little bit, right? Even if it's the whites of their eyes. And I will get to see, you know, humans a little bit more than I do now. I'm just, sometimes I just see letters, you know, a circle and a letter or maybe a kid on occasion or, you or know, just those things. So, yeah. So, so it might be okay. I, I might go, okay, I can do this too. You know, it's not ideal. It's not what I want, but it's, it, it's what it needs to be right now. Well, thank you. That was yeah. a great pep talk. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I I got a little bit off track, but I remember that. So today, my my interior design class. Um, so gosh, I had up in our Teams. So I'm a Microsoft district. So students, I put up on our Teams channel last week. I'm like, okay, this week, all I want you to do is go take this quiz, and that is your assignment for this week. And it was for color theory. We we're wrapping up color theory. I only had five students out of the entire 52 or 53 that I have for both my classes take it. And so this week on, uh, let's see, I have them on Tuesdays and Fridays. So Tuesday, we did a live. We're going to do this in class synchronously. And for most of them, I have probably 98% of them, uh, they did it, which that was exciting. But uh, I was so discouraged seeing their test results. Um, so I reopened it back up and I have been emailing. I've been calling. I have been doing the our Teams app chat, texting them going, hey, I've reopened the quiz and I am not going to accept anything below 90%. So you have unlimited access to take this quiz until you hit that 90% mark. You even have that opportunity to say, oh, I'm going to keep going until I get 100%. And it has been, so today they, they signed on. I'm like, all right. So as they're signing on, I'm sending them private, a private link in the chat going, all right, you didn't hit the mark. I need you to go in and take it again. And it, it almost like 80% of my classes and going, I need you to go back in and you need to retake it until you get that 90%. And then, and then you could stop. And then after that, you could pivot over. I want you to stay on zoom and I want you to be working on our digital interactive notebook, but I need you to stay with me. <laughs> I, and I have the quiz open on my other screen and I'm watching the leaderboard <laughs> you know, refresh all the time, just seeing, okay, so-and-so got a 93%. And then they, they text me and they, I did it. I passed. I go, yeah. Are you good with this, with your 93%? And they're like, can I do it again to try to get a hundred? I'm like, yes, please, please. And I have certain or certain kids are like 90% is good. I'm happy with that. I go, yeah. okay, that's fine. As long as I have, I, I need to see that growth and I need to see, 
I need it. <laughs> it's for yeah. TPAP. It's for, it's for all of the marbles. <laughs> yep. When you put all that time and effort into an assignment or an activity and you think it's going to be great and you're really excited about it and you're pitching it and then the kids are like, and eh, what, what did you say? I don't even know. You know, it's right. kind of frustrating, right? And you're like, darn it. I spent all that time and effort and you're not going to do anything. No wrong answer. Mm -hmm. and then, so what you're doing is encouraging them, right. And raising the bar for them. And they want to, they want to raise, they want to jump over that bar. Like that's pretty amazing. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, I, it's by far, I know there's been, I've talked to a couple other teachers who are like, don't mean to burst your bubble, but the method of how you're ha you're gamifying your quiz and everything, they can cheat in it. They, they can, they can figure it out. I go, at this point, I don't care. They're, they're here in class with me and they're doing it. That's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> so yeah, don't yeah. burst. You could try to burst my bubble, but no, <laughs> <laughs> not going to work. Not going to work. Um, now, so what are you ladies doing for your quizzes and how, how are you assessing, I guess, those formative and summative? What, what are you doing? I've been doing, um, I've really transitioned my grading system really starting a couple years ago and I'm still not fully there, but I, I really kind of go to standards-based grading. So for me, and especially during distance learning, I've been letting kids just like, just like you were explaining, revise, revise, revise. So I've been, um, you know, in terms of like giving them feedback, I've been giving them feedback on their work. And, you know, obviously there's a warm, positive com comment because there's always something great about the work. But then I've been critiquing them and we've been learning about how to critique. So I've been having them critique other people's work and I've been letting them revise. Like I had them, the mood boards, I would say most of the kids got like two out of six, three out of six, you know, which is well below an S. Um, but I gave them all sorts of feedback, which took me forever, but then they redid it and their revisions are amazing. And so it was like, I've just been, I don't know. I think I've been maybe a little bit more, uh, careful with them a little bit more like willing to spend more time on each project with them. And then, but I'm finding that like, I'm getting better work out of them. You know, when I let them revise, I'm like, I don't care if it takes you seven tries to get it. The point is I want you to get it eventually. And I want you to see what you're capable of. I want to see what all you can do. I want you to know what all you can do. So I've been doing a lot of revising. To be honest with you, I haven't given a single quiz so far this year. It's been all, it's been all projects and individual work, which is kind of great about our, our whole subject area. FCS is like, there's not a whole lot of room for cheating per se, because a lot of it is like, you know, creative work and work that you have, like you have, it has to come out of your own brain. So, um, yeah, project after project after project. Now, I guess, how are you implementing these, the project-based learning in your class in a virtual setting? I, I guess that's kind of, I'd love to, I'd love to hear this. Lee, are you doing anything great? <laughs> well, I don't know if I call it great once again, but I mean, I think both Mindy and I are comfortable with technology and trying new technology and trying different methods of, of programs available to us. 
So we know different interactive things that are good and useful. I'm kind of like Mindy. I don't, I really don't do a lot of quizzes normally either. And I tell my kids all the time, this class is going to be different like than any other class you take because you cannot cheat in my class. If you turn in somebody else's work, then you're cheating. But everything else needs to be you. And I need you to be different. I need you to stand out. I need you to have your own ideas and thoughts and product. You can't borrow somebody else or cheat from somebody. You might like something that somebody else does, but you're going to have your own version of it. So there's really no cheating in my class. And taking a test in my class is not going to show me that you understand something as well as building on products, products, products. So I use Canva. I use Wix. I use HyperDocs. I use um, Nearpod. I use Pear Deck. I use you know, just good old fashioned um, PowerPoint if I need to, or I use YouTube a lot, like check this out for a minute and, and tell me what you think about it. What is your thought about this YouTube video? Or, I mean, there's so much on here. It's, I think it's finding the right resource for what you want to teach for your kids, but I'm having them do interactive things online. Um, and of course, everything they turn in right now obviously needs to be virtual. And I'm constantly thinking, what is the most creative way I can have them show me their work, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not cheating from each other because they're all in a different house and a different, and they, you know, but at the end, I'll say, okay, let me show you what you've done. And I'll show the assignments in class, like the finished product, just to take a look at. Who did what? Look at this. Oh, this is great because, and all the only thing I might say is there's a lot of space here. So maybe you want to fill that up and then we'll go to the next one. Oh, this is really good. You know what? I like your colors. I like your background. Um, maybe you could add one more picture though. What do you think about a picture over here or those kinds of things? So going over everybody's assignment really kind of helps them see like a bigger picture. And I think that also inspires them to go back and fix or change or alter. They're like, oh yeah, I could do something there. Maybe it should be mm-hmm. darker font or whatever it is, right? In whatever program that we're working in, I like to share the assignments before I put any grades up. So nobody sees me grading anybody, right? I can kind of show them, okay, here's this column of this assignment. Let's look at these. What do you guys think, right? The having kids help critique and find the right verbiage for critiquing and being positive with it. Um, I think those things are very important. And I think they learn just as much that way. Gosh, you just gave a whole lot of good nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) He is really good at that. You, you just like 10 minutes around her and you're like, I am a smarter person. (laughs) I I feel like I've just my IQ has just gone up just just enough. <laughs> After every interview, I take away such powerful feedback on for just the next best thing, and that is oh, I love it. No, what your feedback right there for students? That's that's amazing, and I love hearing about giving students the power to give feedback to other students, their, their peers. Um, in when I was face to face for my interior design class, I had, um, oh gosh. So we did our shoebox houses 
and shoebox or I get um, the oh gosh, the five dozen egg cartons, or if they, I even had one student who he built a house. <laughs> it was, it was, it was huge. It was a huge house. And, and he's like, miss, I'm working on it at home. I'm like, okay, great. Are, are you doing anything during our in-class project time? He's like, well, I'm, I'm, playing around with different ideas and, oh, oh, here I'm creating my own wallpaper. Um, yes. Wow. wow. It, like it, it was, it was impressive. Um, so come and I'm on trimesters and um, I put on an open house. And just like you would for if you're selling a house or anything, we did an open house and I, uh, I invited all of my, the administration team. I invited CTE, my, uh, my directors, my TOSAs. Um, I invited the, the, my students' families. I sent out an email to them. I had my administration team write up in all of the different languages that my school supports. Um, with and I had I created a little flyer out of Canva. I love Canva by the by the way, mm-hmm. um, an open house Canva and and um, I even gave leadership points to. I had a, a Russian Ukrainian student. I had Hispanic students, different languages, and I would have and I would choose a couple of those students to convert and transcribe over into their home language, and then they would take the invitation home to their parents. I had a, quite a few families would who came to the open house and I had refreshments out and I gave all of my students and I gave all of the administration team who showed up anybody a uh, a feedback form to go about and kind of grade everybody's projects did they meet all of these requirements and what could you uh say to improve on anything. Holy cow, you would have thought my students, they went to the moon and back. They loved it. And that that was our end of the trimester um, project. And then the following, our next class period that we were together was our last time together. And we just, we sat and we reflected. And just hearing their feedback say, that was the best experience they have ever had getting Mm. family members getting other teachers who were just just curious to see what was happening and having food and this was all out of my own money but it was something that I wanted to give them so that they worked hard all trimester whether they like to believe it or not they're like oh your class is cake this is no problem like well but you guys met and exceeded my expectations for what I was asking. So of course I'm going to reward this. Yeah, that is really awesome. And there's something too that I'm, I'm really trying to incorporate more and I haven't really been putting much effort this semester, but it's that public feedback, you know, having work on display and having the public really look at it. Number one, have somebody besides your teacher look at it is super valuable. And that's even like, can be so scary for kids, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that public feedback is like, wow. I mean, you know, boosting confidence and self-esteem and, you know, and I'm, 
I would argue that, it, you know, it probably helps to get over some anxieties in a way of like, okay, this isn't so bad. Like I am, you know, I am valuable. There is, I do have a lot of talent. And I think that's why we both include FCCLA in our, in our work, because the kids do get to meet different people and, and challenge themselves against other teachers and students at other schools and kind of see what other people do. I think it's a good eye opener for them. So kind of that public part of it. It's good. Well, and also I think it's uh, just like you said, it's a great eye opener, but it also gives our students the idea like, oh my gosh, there are a lot of other people who care about me than what I really thought, you know, which is eye opening because we're now all of a sudden they, their awareness level went from, you know, narrow. And now it's all of a sudden the doors are open they're like, oh my gosh, these people, they care about what I have created. And they came out of their busy, their busy schedules to check out my work. You know, that, that speaks volumes. It's good. Well, to wrap up today's fun conversation, could you ladies give us a tech tip? Just any sort of tech tip. What I do. Um, my tech tip would be if you're trying something new technology-wise in your class, let the students help you. Ask the students, what do you think about this? What could I do better? What does another teacher do that I don't know about? Ask the students because they'll, they'll be honest and they'll tell you. And for the most part, they're kind with their words and telling you, try this instead. <laughs> tech tip. It's a great question. My tech tip, I mean, for me, the way that my brain works is to get yourself organized as best you can. But I, I really, I have, I've been, okay, here's my tech tip. Utilize Google Slides. I have been all over Google Slides this semester. I discovered how you can add a worksheet as the background image, and then you add text boxes over the blanks on the worksheet, and kids can fill it in. And I was like, I now have a virtual Google slide packet. Like it's been, I have my agendas in there. I have my vocab in there. And then it's one file for all of period seven, one file for period six. I mean, for me, just having things organized in like one place has been so, 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 so beneficial. So yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, so you have Google Slides, which I'm envious of. I have, I'm PowerPoint, but I love, I love creating my digital interactive notebooks now within PowerPoint. And I give my students, I make it in our teams where students can now make their notebook their own individual. So that is a one-stop shop for them and they can all their videos are embedded, just like you said, with inserting their own words. They everything is right there for them, and so that's that's my tech tip. Try to make everything all inclusive, like your like what you yeah. said for Google. Are you ladies reading a book at the moment? It could be. Um, <laughs> I don't have a lot of time to read because I'm forever on the Google Internet machine, but. I love listening when I get a chance. I, I like the podcast too. I'm listening to a lot of real estate 
podcasts, a lot of people investing in real estate. My husband and I are looking to buy another apartment complex. And so like, I'm just always, just always perusing that. And I know, you know, someday when I grow up and get into my next career, it's going to be in the industry somehow, interior design. So I'm hoping, you know, hoping to get somewhere that way. So I'm always reading those kinds of things. That's cool. Mine. So I am going back to school this year, next year to get my administrative credential and my master's degree. So all of my books are leadership books, like lots of leadership books and equity. And I, both of those two topics, I actually really have been enjoying reading about equity, of course. But so I'm reading the leadership challenge and it's wonderful. I'm only like halfway through it, but they talk about um, the first few chapters is really about decades of researching and interviewing employees and employers all over the world of like, what are their top qualities for leaders? Like, what are these qualities that leaders do that would make you want to follow them, that would make you want to stay, that make you feel inspired? And it's a leadership challenge. And it's just, it's so, it's so useful. Like there really kind of is a science behind being a good leader. And so it's, it's been great to really kind of get meta about leading and even think about, you know, how am I leading my class, you know, even just do that a little better. So it's been, it's been really great forced reading, but I've been enjoying it. <laughs> oh, no, well, I can, I can empathize with you going uh, in within your master's degree. I just finished mine and I let me just say it is so nice. I'm I just ordered my first book for pleasure <laughs> and and for for learning but uh I'm I'm really looking forward to receiving it. It is uh Houston Crafts Deep Kindness because I think we all could use a lot more be kind have a kinder world around us because there's a lot of hurting people right now. But uh Oh gosh, I it's so nice. I have to I have to say I'm so excited to be able to get this book and it be able to want to read something, not because I'm being told to read something. <laughs> yeah. Big difference. There's a huge difference. Yeah. And what self-care tip can you give us? This is my favorite. I started a couple months ago. I started going to a new gym and I get up every day and go at six AM. There's a class from six to seven. And um, it just starts my day right. I've been teaching a zero period for many years and I have to be at school at seven and I've never been able to like, I mean, I'd have to get up at 3 a.m. to go exercise, to get home to clean, to get to school, right? So this year, since I don't start till 8.30, I'm able to get up, go to the gym, do a class and I just have way more energy. I feel better. I'm losing weight. I'm feeling, I mean, it's the best thing, but we had, an, we had a person on our on our Zoom meeting a couple weeks back, and she said, I spend one hour a day exercising, and that's my one thing I do. And I was like, oh, yeah. Um, and so I've started doing that too. And man, I can't speak enough for exercise. It just does so much for so many. Oh, that's great. I, so I have, yeah, I have my, my routine in the morning. It doesn't involve exercise at this point, but I'm, <laughs> I'm really happy to hear that. But yeah, so I've, probably 12 years or so now, but so I, my, my habit in the morning and especially during COVID, it's been really nice, but I get up in the morning. Um, I'll sit, I'll journal. I 
study my dreams. So I write down my dreams and stuff that I have. And then I do a meditation or I sing this word, Hue, H-U, which is, it's a chant, an ancient name for God. So whatever people's beliefs are. But for me, having that like, it's like 45 minutes, maybe just have it just that time before I open any computers, before I let, you know, the rest of the world in. Oh my gosh. It just sets my day so well. Like, and the the mornings that I don't do it, which at, at this point, cause I've been doing it so long, it's pretty rare, but the mornings that I don't, I'm just like, my, my day is off. Something's just a little not organized or things don't go as well. So yeah, for me, my, I'm with you, Leah, like that, that morning routine, it just, it sets my day. Right. So yeah, mornings are valuable to me. I agree. Mornings are valuable because I, I'm kind of envious of both of you. <laughs> you might think that my morning, my morning routine is silly, but so of course, brushing the teeth always, but making my bed. Oh, There's yeah. something therapeutic about making my bed before I leaving my room to attend to, I have four kids. So attend to each of their needs. I have my youngest is on at 8.45 in the morning for his Zoom meetings. And, but leaving, it just, it helps me know, like, I have one place in my house that is clean and is put together. <laughs> it just, it gives me just a little, just a little bit of organization in my life when there's, there's so much that there is not. <laughs> yes. So making my bed. <laughs> Good. It's good. There's too many leadership books, right? That talk about you should get up and make your bed. There's something yeah. very important to that. And so there's nothing wrong with that at all. Now, it's just the one thing that I can do and I can do it right and I can do it well. <laughs> yes, you go. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Well, ladies, it has been a joy to have you on the show. And I thank you so much. Can you guys give a plug for your collaboration, your Zoom meetings? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, we do Zoom meetings every other week. In fact, we have one coming up this Thursday. And we have people sign up either by emailing us or by Mindy usually puts a, um, a survey or uh, not a survey. Sorry. What is it, Mindy? Like a form to fill out. There you go. And then we have your name and address and we'll, uh, we'll send you a Zoom link. And then we also attach a file that if you want to share some ideas, any lessons that you have, we'll put it on our file. And anything that we have in our resource, we share with everybody. So if they're interested, if they're looking for a lesson, if they just want to come ask a question or just hear what we have to talk about, yeah, everybody's welcome. Well, that's amazing. So send me, gosh, I know I'm, I'm on your, your list and everything, but if you could send me just kind of the action items, I will be sure to plug it for when our episode it releases and just ha and have it out on my website so people can access it at some point. Yeah. And we, and like Leah mentioned, we have a huge, a huge shared folder of like tons of lessons. And a lot of them are like ready to go. Like you can open them make a copy and do it the next day. So yeah, we'll get you that form. So then people can have access to all that. That is awesome. Great. 
Well, thank you, ladies. And we'll see you next Thursday. Sounds great. Thank you for having us. Thank you for joining me today at Connect FCS Ed. In each episode, we boldly celebrate families and careers by providing inspiration, support, and resources for teachers, students, and families. I'm inviting you to join me in the conversation. Let's share your resources and stories. Together, we are better. Thanks again for listening and helping spread the word that family and consumer sciences is today's home economics.